G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Monday, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby. Wendy Francis is Acting Managing Director for the ACL. Wendy, a special welcome back to 2020. Thanks so much, Neil. It's good to talk to you as always. Wendy, there's lots on the agenda and it might be one of those days where we sort of fight our way through a big, big, a lot of different topics and things that you're you're getting your head around. But let's start Mm. with uh, one that was breaking last week, the ACT government announcing some plans to mandatorily acquire Canberra's Calvary Hospital. Uh, This is a challenging one. Uh, What are your initial thoughts on what they're doing? Look, it's really concerning in a, in a number of different ways, Neil, but um, the Calvary Hospital is a Catholic hospital that has a really good reputation here in the ACT. And what the ACT government have basically said is, we're going to shut it down. And uh, they're trying to say that there's all these different um, budgetary reasons, but it's very clear that it's because the Calvary Hospital do not provide abortion. Now, um, why I say it's really clear is that uh, straight after the announcement was made, the AMA, the ACT president of the AMA, came out and said, and he's in the Australian in the newspapers and everything, he said, it's a good thing that this is happening because healthcare services should not be bound by ideology. And, of course, the ideology that he's talking about is a pro-life ideology. But what they basically want to do is replace one ideology with another ideology because they're replacing a pro-life ideology with a pro-abortion ideology. So it's very concerning from that point of view. But can I just say, Neil, um, too, that it's very concerning in regards to freedom of religion point of view. So we, you know, when... This is one of the big discussions that we're having in Australia at the moment, religious freedom, the religious discrimination bill, all of this sort of thing. And a lot of it has been centred around schooling. Um, But this is a very clear example of uh, religious freedom being absolutely overridden uh, with the with the, the hospital being taken over by the government because of a religious ideology. It brings into question, doesn't it, and I'm not sure of all the facts there, Wendy, but I imagine that Catholic-owned hospitals means it's owned by the Catholic Church. Yes, they might be funded by government funding for uh, from the health budget, but when a government decides to take over uh, ownership or close down a facility like that, that doesn't sound especially right. It sounds like a very strong-arm tactic. Is that the way it looks to you too? It sure does uh, because basically it shows that people with power can step in and take over an institution. And if that's the example that we're seeing for the Calvary Hospital, you can only imagine what that can happen with uh, teaching institutions, for instance. But if the government can go after a faith-based organisation like this, in, in this case it's a hospital with a very good reputation, then we really don't have freedom in Australia if a government can just decide that they're going to take it over. Uh, 
Well, it's been described as a Soviet-style takeover, uh, non-government assets. Uh, So the government just coming in and taking over because, and as you're saying here, because the Catholic Church or because the hospital in its leadership uh, don't go along with the the rules or the way that the government would like to see issues around abortion and euthanasia, uh, they're just uh, likely to close down a facility like that. Does that mean that every Christian health facility may actually come under threat? I think it does. Um, and, and they've made it very clear in lots of different ways. I mean, I just told you what the AMA-ACT president said, but there was a very biased report that came out from the ACT um, and mentioned Catholic, the um, Catholic Calvary Hospital a lot in this report. But the opening, one of the opening statements of this report was they described the outrageous reversal of Roe v. Wade decision. So they made it very clear what side of the life argument they sit on. So a very biased report, very biased decision-making, and it's very problematic for religious ethos here in our nation. We could find that any services that are delivered with a religious um, ethos could be restricted, and it is a huge concern. So ACL will certainly be doing a big campaign, but I know the Catholic churches as well. There is, there is a lot of concern over this. Uh, from what I understand, Wendy, uh, the ACL, uh, you've got you're calling on the ACT government to urgently introduce real and comprehensive conscientious objection provisions into abortion legislation and abandon plans to forcibly acquire the Calvary Hospital. What does this con- uh, conscientious objection mean for uh, ordinary people thinking through this issue? Well, if you if you believe that abortion kills a human being um, and you are a doctor or some sort of medical practitioner and you work in a hospital that currently doesn't do abortions, then there is a sense of safety for you because you believe that abortion kills a human being, so you choose to work in that hospital. If that respect of freedom of religious and um, conscience for a person, if, if they're is no more respect for that. Is there a, if there's no more respect for what I would call a healthy diversity of views, then the fact that you believe that abortion kills a human being is completely overlooked and you either comply or you find another job. Well, no doubt there's plenty more to come on this issue. And uh, as you say, some campaigns, no doubt there'll be something that listeners will be able to find on the ACL website by way of the campaigns that are coming around issues to do with conscientious objection and, uh, of course, the forced acquisition of a Christian hospital, the Calvary Hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk mm-hmm. um, New South Wales, where an important bill to protect religious freedom uh, will progress from this time forward. What's happening in New South Wales? Yeah, well, basically it's a big thank you to everybody, to be honest, because in New South Wales, you need over 20,000 signatures to get a government petition um, to be actually debated in the New South Wales Parliament. And uh, there was this bill. It wasn't actually, it's not an ACL bill, but it was a really good bill. Just really asking for legal protections for people of faith in New South Wales. There are no legal protections for people of faith currently in New South Wales. So, for instance, what that means is you uh, it, it is not illegal for a restaurant, for instance, to put up a sign no Muslims allowed or no Christians allowed or we don't serve Hindus. That, that is actually 
not against the law in New South Wales. So they, they don't have laws to protect uh, people of religious belief. So this, um, what it means now, since we, because the signatures were very low, so we went out to our supporters and said, we need your, we need your signatures, New South Wales people, can you sign? And um, after that, we had over 22,000 signatures on this bill. So it will go to be debated in New South Wales Parliament. And, um, and we're really hopeful that it, it might get through. And people who have religious beliefs in New South Wales will have some form of legal protection. We'll be monitoring that one along too, Wendy. Hey, let's turn our sights to Victoria, uh, where a second drug injecting room is now likely after the first one has been given a certain permanency. What's been happening in Victoria? So these are very concerning for the people who live in the areas that these drug injecting rooms are are popping up. And obviously they've now made the North Richmond one a permanent facility. And they did this. The government did this despite community opposition. So they're not listening to the people. And and now they want to create a second injecting room in the Melbourne CBD. So so they've, they've got an online community survey. So we would encourage to go on and have their say um, but it needs to it, it actually closes tomorrow so you can find a link to that survey on the ACL website as well so anyone listening from Victoria just pop on the ACL website and we've got a link to this survey uh, because this is this is a real concern for people who live in the area it's not that we don't have compassion for people who are struggling with drug, drug addiction but the fact that you can go and legally um, continue your drug addiction is not what we would believe is best uh, practice for sure. And we might even be talking some more about this as our conversation after uh, the one we're having yeah. now with you, Wendy. After this one, we might talk some more about that too. But a community survey uh, allowing Victorians to have their say, it does seem that in Victoria, uh, whatever the government decides just happens whether people like it or not. So uh, it's challenging there for a lot of Victorians who might be on yeah. a, a, a different alternative thought pattern to uh, the uh, the Victorian government. Hey, let's go to Western Australia, a rally for life this Wednesday evening. Uh, what's happening in WA? There's a lot of people starting to really um, prick up their ears about this, these issues around life, Neil. So even what we started with, with Calvary Hospital. Um, so in WA, their Rally for Life is this Wednesday. It's at the WA Parliament House. And there's also a procession from, um, like it starts at seven, the Rally for Life. There's a procession from quarter to six um, there as well, but the details are all on the website. But there's Michelle Pierce, our ACL CEO-elect, so she'll be starting in two weeks' time, which we're all excited about. She'll she'll be there, um, and she's a Perth, Perth girl, uh, and so she'll be there. But there's also there's another March for Life happening in Rockhampton on Saturday, the 27th of May. So these March, March for Lives are growing in popularity, certainly in size, and um, you know the media tries to ignore them, the MPs try to ignore them, but the larger they get the more they will not be able to ignore them. So the one in Rockhampton, um, the Senator Matt Canavan, Malcolm Roberts, he's another Senator, they'll be there, and Rob Norman from ACL speaking. So we, we see these as really important events, and we try and make sure that we're at these events wherever they happen. Okay, this Wednesday night, 7pm at WA Parliament House, and the other one you mentioned, Rockhampton in Queensland, 
on Saturday the 27th of May. Uh, that one meeting at the Amphitheatre in Key Street in Rockhampton. Hey, let's turn our attention to South Australia, Wendy. Uh, the loss of fetus bill in South Australia, and I think in New South Wales this is known as like a Zoe's law, but it's South Australia's version of that. What's happening in SA? Yeah, they're going to vote. Like Sarah Game is a really great um, MLC there in South Australia. So she spoke in Parliament last week on this bill. It's going to be discussed and voted on on the 31st of May. So currently um, in South Australia, as is the case in most Australian states, a, a baby under current law is not a legal person or, or a human being at all until it completely exits its mum's body by being born alive. So um, if a baby in the womb dies as a result of, of a criminal act, so if it's been in an accident or been purposefully under domestic violence, then it's considered to be an injury to the mother but not the baby. And so um, we're encouraging people in South Australia, get in touch with your upper house members in the next couple of weeks and just ask them to support this bill because what it is, it's just one step in, in our society to recognise the value of an unborn baby, the humanity of an unborn baby. At the moment, certainly in South Australia, but in most states around the nation, the, an unborn baby has no uh, recognition of being human. And again, uh, one of those common sense things uh, that a baby in the womb deserves protection, but there are those who mm-hmm. are on an alternative side, a a uh, pro-choice side or an anti-life side, uh, different to the pro-life side, that will oppose anything that gives that baby any status. Hey, something you've been a champion of, I must say, probably easily for the last decade, Wendy Francis. I think we've been talking about making the outdoors G-rated and ACL (laughs) has a new campaign now on outdoor advertising. Uh, Give us some insight here into what you're calling for. You're absolutely right. This has been something when I started, when I became a grandmother, I started realising how um, toxic our outdoor advertising is and how our children are bombarded with sexualized um, imagery and even messaging from right from the start when they're being pushed in a pram or driving in a car. And we have ratings for movies, we have ratings for TV, we have ratings for publications um, to help our parents protect their kids from what's inappropriate and what they're not mature enough to be exposed to. But, but our outdoors, where we want our kids to be, we want our kids outside. We've got the most amazing um, climate in Australia. Um, but our billboards, our bus shelters, our shopping centres all display these really explicit images. So um, what really twigged us off on starting this again is in, the, in Perth, there was a billboard that is extremely um, sexually explicit. And no matter how many complaints came into the Advertising Standards Board, they were declined, they were dismissed. And so we've, we've gone back and said, okay, let's really... Because this is something that, um, you know, the average Australian really wants. They want public spaces to be safe for their children. So we have launched uh, another petition to ask the government to introduce legislation that, that is requiring outdoor advertising to be G-rated. And so that petition is on the ACL website. Can I say that the majority of advertisers like in the 90 percentile, are responsible and they do do good and clever and creative advertising. So they're not going to be affected by this. But the ones who continually, continually ignore community standards, 
should be penalised for doing that. And at the moment, there's nothing to penalise them. So that's what we're calling for. And in fact, this week is National Families Week. I'm not sure whether you're across all the details there, Wendy Francis, but uh, this is a government uh, focus. And so we might assume that uh, there's, you know, an open-heartedness or even open-mindedness to understanding how you protect your family from some of the sinister things that our children are being exposed to. Um, any thoughts here? If it's National Families Week, uh, people who are concerned about families perhaps need to be concerned about a whole bunch of the issues we've just been talking about. Any thoughts on that? Absolutely, because the members of Parliament up there, when I walk through the halls, they're all family people too. You know, we've got we've got a record number of women in the parliament. Many of them are mothers. We've got a, a lot of um, people who have children up there, and so they they do care about their own families. What we're saying is, okay, you care about your own families, but some of the legislation that you're passing is completely opposed to family, good family life, and being supporting families. So we want to see. I mean, this this incorporates a lot uh, because this incorporates housing. This incorporates, you know, even roads and all sorts of things that come into National Families Week. But part of it is also these moral questions about not sexualising our children young, bringing in age verification legislation so that they're protected from pornography online. All of these things actually play into what we should be expecting from our parliamentarians in National Families Week. And, you know, uh, we need to have emerging strong leaders around families and the sorts of things we talk about today. And a special honour to you, Wendy Francis. And uh, you did mention Michelle Pierce. Uh, she's getting ready to take over the helm as the new uh, National Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. And uh, from what I understand, uh, she's got a really strong focus on families too. Uh, this might be something here for uh, for listeners to be especially aware of, uh, to continue support for the Australian Christian Lobby, a new leader coming in. That's pretty exciting stuff, isn't it? It is really exciting. And Michelle's got three children of her own. Her and her husband are um, very committed to their children, obviously, and their children's welfare. But I know that Michelle is committed to the children of Australia as well. And so we've got a young mum coming in. She understands the issues that other parents have, and she is just going to be brilliant. So we do, we really do encourage people to get behind her and encourage her in this new job because it's it's a big role for her to take over, but I know she's pretty excited about it and we're excited about her coming. And in the coming weeks, we'll be excited too to introduce Michelle Pierce as she takes over that role. And for listeners today, on all of these issues, you might want to find some resource to more deeply understand the dramatic changes that are happening in our states and territories all around Australia. Uh, you'll find detail and resource there at the acl.org.au website. That's the website of the Australian Christian Lobby, acl.org.au. Wendy Francis, who's Acting Managing Director for the ACL at the moment, and uh, Michelle Pierce is on her way. But Wendy, thank you so much for another great update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, very much. God bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.